another episode of Tea with Spirit. I'm your host, Psychic Medium Ray. I hope everybody is doing well out there. I hope that you have your tea, your popcorn, and we're just going to get into it. Uh, I am going to talk about today's episode about empaths, and we're going to be talking about also collectively what's happening in the world right now. I am going to be talking about some celebrities as well, um, things that are going on in that area, um, apart from what I'm, I'm doing um, on YouTube and a lot of the other things that are going on. And also, as always, politics, because let's just keep it real. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm here to give you the tea about what I see about everything that is happening. So um, I want to just start off by saying if you're an empath, um, this will probably relate to you in so many ways. Um, I think as empaths, we tend to be individuals who are very sensitive to other people's energy, um, energies or um, places, and it affects us in so, so many ways. Um, it affects us not only emotionally, but also mentally, and it also can affect you in your physical body as well. And a lot of times we will start seeing manifestations of um, health issues or, you know, things of that nature, because essentially it's like that saying goes, mind, body, and soul. If one or the other is not balanced, if there's something wrong in another area of your life, it's going to affect and translate not just in your facial expressions, but in your demeanor, your energy levels, um, etc. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there as empaths that um, tend to go throughout their life uh, overdoing or what we call people pleasing other people. And I think you're doing yourself a big disservice. If you are listening to me, I'm not reprimanding you. I'm not going to be that empath or psychic medium that tells you that you are just being a people pleaser. But at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, you know, are you losing yourself in a relationship? Are you losing yourself in a friendship? Are you just losing yourself in your day-to-day -day life and maybe even in your work environment trying to please your boss or coworkers or employees and, you know, bending over backwards, but they're not reciprocating that same energy to you. Um, so, you know, being a, going through life as a people pleaser is not something that is good. It's something that you actually need to... Um, control and identify, okay, what is a people pleaser? People pleasers, again, have a problem saying no. They have a problem in um, wanting to disappoint other people. They are fearful that if they disappoint them or they say something that a relationship is going to be over or there's going to be bad blood, etc. At the end of the day, um, these people are left drained, pouring from an empty cup, and they don't have any energy for themselves or for um, for other others in their life. And if you know, you are in a profession where it requires your mind to work with your in coordination with your body, your thoughts, your processes, um, there's going to be some repercussions. You don't get enough sleep, you're constantly, you know, chatting with other people, not setting boundaries, going to bed late. These are all things that you know, you need to start identifying the patterns of a people pl uh, pleaser. And if you are in the, one of these categories, um, it's essentially great to start taking ownership of it and um, setting up boundaries and saying no. Learning to say no, I think, was the biggest thing for myself um, through life. I had the biggest um, problem saying no when I was working for other people. 
in a corporate environment, I had um, a lot of issues with not wanting to say no because I didn't want my boss to fire me. I didn't want to, um, you know, I had created so many scenarios in my own mind. And I think as empaths, we sometimes do that. We create so many different scenarios in our life that we tend to start thinking, oh, my God maybe I should just do this because it's it's just easier at the end of the day. Or you don't want to challenge somebody because it's easier to just not argue with someone and just let them think that they're right. And a lot of times, um, empaths that are in narcissistic or abusive relationships tend to do that. They, they tend to just pacify the aggressor or the narcissist and they don't take ownership and they don't set boundaries and say, hey, no, my feelings are valid. What I'm feeling is valid and it's not okay. I'm not in the right mental space to handle this kind of energy. Um, so you, as you can see, like there are so many different types of empaths out there um, that are going through this uh, in silence and they're fearful of, you know, disrupting the peace or shaking up others. I'm that Gemini here that is here to tell you that it's okay to shake up other people. But at the end of the day, who's going to take care of yourself? And you need to start putting yourself first. If you're out there as an empath and you're pouring from an empty cup, you're always trying to make uh, your partner happy or yada, 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 and they're not making the effort for you, then you need to have some powerful discussions and not be afraid of the repercussions. Because again, this falls into a karmic pattern later on this can create some bad karma for you by not calling out the other person because you are fully aware uh, that maybe what is is being done to you is not right but you are still letting it uh, continue and when you let something fester and continue you're basically sending a message to the universe saying that you do not respect yourself enough and that you do not care for yourself enough so I know this may sound redundant for some people. Some people may be feeling like I'm preaching here to the choir, but I am telling you the truth. Um, you know, you may not want to acknowledge this, but if you are a people pleaser as an empath, that's something that you're going to have to like stop. You're going to have to stop. So, um, you know, there's different ways that you can target this. Like you can take baby steps, learning to say no, um, will, letting them know that you can't do it in that moment when they're asking, but perhaps you can do it at a later time when you feel energetically okay. But again, sometimes we create those scenarios in our brain saying that, okay, maybe that, that you know, they're going to think this, this, and this, but we're actually just creating uh, illusions, which are scenarios at the end of the day it's fantasy it's not real because you don't necessarily know how the other person is going to respond even if you know or you think you know that person very very well they could have an opposite reaction so you verbalizing and communicating your feelings um, is something that should be done and you should not be fearful of doing so um, and this is something, like I said, I had to learn early on in the corporate world. And I, I was always um, a people pleaser. But then at a certain point, I became, um, you know, strong enough and I identified the things that I needed to work on in myself. And I wrote them down and I started journaling and um, basically I took ownership. So I'm not the same person that I was when I was working in a corporate job, taking orders and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was very people pleasing and uh, I'm no longer that I could uh, care less about, um, you know, 
trying to make somebody else happy at my own detriment. And what I mean by that, I don't mean like I'm a total bitch or anything like that, but I'm just saying, um, you have to like, you know, if you need to take a potty break or a restroom break, I would like literally not go to the restroom because I was inundated with reports and work and, um, you know, things that a business analyst does and I could not leave. We had deadlines, etc. So I figured it was just better just to hold it in and that's like me doing a disservice to my own physical body and i know that a lot of you that are tuning in probably can relate to this on some level so again if you're working in an environment out there you have to ask yourself you know at the end of the day you are replaceable you're expendable to a lot of these corporate people and jobs you're just a seat and i hate to say it in that manner and be so blunt about it but it is what it is i that at the end of the day that is exactly what you are to certain people. Um, and I'm not saying that all corporate people are like that or jobs or, you know, employers. There are people that genuinely care about you. But in larger settings and environments where there's a lot of attrition, a lot of people coming in and out, people fired, people getting hired, it, you know, you know, your value there is that, you know, you could be uh, let go any any day. So you kind of have to, if you're in that kind of environment and let let yourself know that, you know, at the end of the day, you could be replaced and you could find a better job somewhere else. You don't have to like be on pins and needles just because you you need the job. Okay, there's always something out there. So never get in that mentality as an empath saying that you cannot do this. Uh, another thing that's very important is to start shielding yourself and protecting your energy. If you're an empath out there and you maybe are not dealing with a work situation, but just negative people that are around you it could be family members. It could be somebody else entirely different. Um you can picture up like a white wall all around you, a white light of, you know, surrounding you. Um, you can do this, you know, or picture yourself in a bubble um, or you can picture like a brick wall right in front of you when you're dealing with someone that or someone is talking to you and they're pretty negative and you know that they, you know, they're just uh, a negative person. Um, and that goes to like respecting and knowing how to protect your energy apart from learning how to say no. I think that's uh, for an empath. It's it's always like a life lesson and a journey. Um, you won't have you won't have mastered everything you know to protect yourself and your energy in one specific moment. It's going to be a series of years and different experiences, and you draw upon those experiences to help you uh, collectively. So now I'm going to switch it on over, and we're going to talk about the celebrity things that are going on. Um, apparently, Ariana Grande got. Uh, engaged, um, or actually married, I should say, over the weekend in a 20 people type of intimate thing. I did a reading on her, and I didn't see her um, actually getting married, um, or that even lasting in my podcast. But like I said, or my YouTube reading, but like I said before, you know, free will is that play here. But um, I will do a reading eventually on them again. But I will say that will not last. Like, I do not feel genuinely that she's ready for that. But I did also say and I did predict that I do feel like she's ready for motherhood. So this would be probably a reason why if anything, I feel like she's in it just to become a mom and she's ready for that. But I feel like whatever they have may be more of a friendship, not necessarily a romantic type of situation. Um, and again, I don't see like a lot of the things that people don't realize in the celebrity world. A lot of these relationships are just a farce. Um, like we take J-Lo, for example, talking about celebrities, J-Lo and A-Rod. They were together and now Jennifer's back with Ben Affleck. How quick she replaced A-Rod. So it's like, girl, like where was your loyalty to that? Everybody was like, when they set up, separated, they took J-Lo's side. And I never personally cared for her, um, for J-Lo. 
um, for various reasons. But, um, yeah, um, people were coming for A-Rod saying that he had cheated on her, blah, blah, blah. But what about what she did, you know, what she's done? Like, she moved on so quickly. And this is the thing that I've said. It's karmic for her in her relationships. She just bounces from one relationship to the other. She never gives herself time to heal, etc. The only true soulmate that she would have had at one time was Mark Anthony. And that's the father of her children. And that's the only person that I feel like was really and truly authentic um, in itself. All of her other partners that she's had are going to cheat on her she's going to cheat on them they're into open relationships and just um you know it's a very fast world it's very superficial and it's just something that you just see over and over playing out it's pretty crazy um so you know that that's been a comment that somebody wanted me to to do that another thing that i'm going to do a reading on is travis barker and courtney um courtney kardashian like that is never going to work out either. I see all these couples and they seem like they're polar opposites, but it's just like for publicity. And I think some, in some cases they kind of like start um, feeling like they really do love each other or they do care about each other. And it's just really um, just for business reasons for publicity to be popular, be in the headlines to stay relevant. It's a, it's a very strategic PR move that a lot of people will do, but you won't see or hear them comment about this or say anything because people have signed um, NDRs or non-disclosure, I'm sorry, NDAs and non-disclosure agreements. And um, basically with that, it's like you're legally bound to keep your mouth shut and you can't say what is going on, you know, in the truth in that relationship. So... It's just crazy. I see all these relationships in Hollywood, and I'm just like, fake, 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 fake. Like, it's a lot of fakeness there, and it's a lot of um, superficiality. Uh, and at the same time, they're not, they don't have Christ in their hearts. They don't have God in their lives. Um, they're just shallow beings, um, you know, materialistic and entitled. They feel very entitled to privilege because they're rich or they come from a wealthy uh, background due to the, you know, the industry that they're in, but they really don't appreciate what they have. And then let's get into politics. Uh want to talk about what's going on with politics, um, specifically um, with, with the audits that are happening now in uh, Arizona, Michigan, um, all the audits that are happening, proving that there is fraud um, in the election that took place. Um, you know, we also have a lot of people that are on the left party that are actually now saying, oh, well, I'm done with Joe Biden or I'm, ju I'm done with these gas prices. People that are complaining, if you voted for the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you have nothing to be complaining about right now. You should not be complaining about gas because you, you're getting exactly what you wanted, exactly what we told you as Republicans that you were setting yourself up for failure. So you have nothing to be complaining and whining about. And I don't want to hear it. You know, I see it all the time. The gas prices are, we're, we don't have gas, blah, blah, blah. Duh, Sherlock. What do you think was going to happen by voting for Joe Biden voting for a left party who made a lot of false promises and is not following, is not keeping up with that, who let in illegal immigrants into our country by the thousands of them 
with possibly a lot of COVID during a pandemic. Had this been Trump, he would have been castigated. He would have been dragged. There would have been a witch trial. Like it was always a headline on CNN, the New York Post, the New York Times, Washington Post, etc. But you see the headlines now. Nobody's talking about it. They're all silent. All the Joe Biden supporters are silent. They're not saying a word. You don't even hear a peep. You hear crickets when it comes to the gas prices. Um, you'll hear a couple of them, you know, start complaining about this and this and this. And slowly, like I've said, um, I really do feel like a lot of um, liberals, a lot of left party um, is going to start waking up and it's going to be very, very um, soon. I even think, was it Bodak Yellow? One of the rappers out there just made a comment that they that he missed Trump. We all do. We all miss President Trump. We all want want him back. But unfortunately, we're stuck with what we're stuck with, you know, but I will never um, fully claim that person at all as my president or vice president, because again, it was uh, a rigged election. It was uh, an election that was not one um, fair and square. We all know that. Um, there's no way to to deny that, but they're already in office. But what they're doing is a nightmare. You're, you're seeing the beginning of it. So like I had a lot of people like, Ray, you're just brainwashed by the right wing media or the right wing conservative views. You, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I did. I had said a lot of this and y'all didn't want to hear it. And now that you're actually listening to my podcast, um, if you happen to listen to it, um, I'm not trying to, you know, talk bad about conservative, I'm sorry, Democrats out there, but it is what it is. I mean, you can't hide the fact that your leader out there is destroying America. We are one of the weakest, uh, at the weakest points that we are or have ever been. We are a pariah or a parody to other nations when they are looking at um, our administration. We got rid of the pipelines and all these workers and the oil fields and etc. And now we're re relying on energy to be, um, sorry, like oils and stuff to be imported into America. When Trump was in office, we, we had that. We never had to, you know, worry about gas prices or gas shortages and that there was no gas. Like, you never saw lines for that. But now you see lines of cars and standing in line for hours trying to get um, their tank refueled with gas and whatnot. And again, this all goes back to the America that we're living in. It is a nightmare. And now you're seeing all these people that um, are talking about the vaccine. You have to get vaccinated. Um, we give you a free chicken sandwich if you get vaccinated and um, celebrities endorsing it and now they're talking about schools I just have a friend she is in California and um, she comes from a conservative background but she attends a school and um, one of the professors was like we'll give you extra points if you get the vaccine like eh, the mentality is just um, it's crazy and the fact that they're trying to teach systemic racism as a subject when I see people that are uh, I'll give you an example. I travel a lot in Texas, and um, a lot of times I'll be in Houston, I'll be in San Antonio. I saw a group of um, African Americans that were um, that were in a restaurant, and this restaurant was a uh, pretty. Um, I would say it's like it's kind of like an upscale restaurant, and they were all dressed very nicely. 
they um, they had Louis Vuitton bags. They were dressed very prim and proper. Crystals. It was a group of them. And I'm just talking about. I'm using this as an example. I don't want it to be misconstrued. Um, but I just I'm using it as an example because you hear from the BLM party um, the majority of the time that they are so oppressed that they are oppressed that they don't have anything. They're not living in a free world. America is horrible, and that you know we need no police to defund the police, etc. But yet they're the ones that are uh, in the restaurants um, have, you know, uh, not that they can't afford it. And I'm not trying to make that association, but I'm just saying they are sitting there and they look anything but oppressed. They are enjoying and living their best life in America, which is supposed to be a free country. Um, but yet they claim that, you know, as a BLM, that America is not free and that they're, they got it so bad. And yet they're the ones in line at Starbucks. Do you know Starbucks costs like $5 for a cup of coffee or $3, 3 to $4, depending on what state you live in. But if you're in Cali, you're looking close to $9 for like I don't know, like a cocktail or whatever, and not even Starbucks, but just anywhere you go where the cost of living is a lot higher. Um, the other day I was walking through a mall and I passed the Gucci store and I saw again another uh, African-American person in there. And I'm not saying because you're African-American that you can't afford those things or you can't do that. But I'm making the comparison that a lot of African-Americans, believe it or not, a lot of my black brothers and sisters out there, do not think that they are oppressed. This comes from the leftist mentality of the BLMers, the ghetto BLM out there that is thinking that, oh, you know, everything is woe is me and woe is me and transgression and heaven knows what else they, they fabricate these narratives. And now even BLM is starting to see that their president, you know, has really abandoned them. The administration hasn't done anything for them. Um, and it's comical that they posted this. They did all the, they did the most and they did the ex the, the most that they could to um, really demonize President Trump when he was in office and all of the, the shit that he had to go through. Um, but now a lot of them are wanting him back a lot. I saw tweets the other day of someone wanting to get their vote back. Like they wanted to get their vote back because they they are tired of seeing uh, Biden destroy America and destroy our world. And it's just like he's just been in the first couple of uh, months of his administration. We haven't even gone a full gone a full year yet. Um, I'm kind of scared to see like what's coming in a in, in a year a year's time. You know, with him. Um, but yeah, that's the world that we're living in right now. Uh, it is in a dire state of emergency. And I do feel like God is watching over everybody, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, and he has his hand over the world right now. Um, and I do feel like we're starting to see a lot of his wrath Un unravel in the form of floods, earthquakes, fires, hurricanes. And I've said this before, the natural events that are going to be happening from this point out are going to be more intense and they're going to be happening in places that normally would not be hit. Heat patterns, summertime, um, you can expect erratic patterns, weather patterns all over the world. Um, and it's not just here in America. It's like other people, other nations are also, you know, we were the only ones and maybe for some people, you know, some countries, we were like the only ones that they could look up to under President Trump's administration. And they really looked at America from a standpoint of, oh, wow, this is the land of the home of the free and of the brave. And now um, 
we we can't see that like under president trump's administration we didn't see the the type of uh catastrophes that are happening now we also start having the wars of israel and palestine and uh the palestinians and israel's uh israelites going at it and all this but when trump was in president like we didn't hear about all this war and stuff that was going on in the in the you know around the world but now like we they don't have a role model to look at you know the, the longest time a lot of people a lot of countries looked at America as a pillar of force and fortitude and um, somebody that could actually, you know, a group, a nation that could actually help um, inspire their country and, and bring about change. And um, now it's like, if you look all around the world, what's happening, uh, it's just mass chaos and it's death. And um, here in Texas, you know, COVID numbers, we have had very low COVID numbers. We've been open. Florida, DeSantis, um, they've also had like low COVID numbers. So again, uh, people now are saying, the CDC is saying, if you got vaccinated, you can start taking off your mask. You can start going uh, around other people. But then you have people that are so traumatized by this virus, they made it out to be like this horrible, super uh, Ebola type of plague that now people don't want to let go of the mask it's like become uh even though you're vaccinated you still want to hold the mask you still want other people to wear the mask um it was very refreshing the other day i actually went to uh, a city um and i'm not going to say the city but it was um very country like and the folks were very humble very sweet not too far from where i live and um i went into a store with the mask and um these tall country guys so handsome they were looking at me and um they were like this weirdo with a mask on it's because of the dynamic you know uh i've gone into places where you cannot go without a mask or they'll call you out or ask you to leave um but it was so refreshing so i asked the girl i was like do i have to wear a mask and she's like no and i was like hallelujah amen so i felt free could feel like i could i was human again i could breathe with oxygen and it was just the a most amazing experience ever and to live in a country where you're not having to mask yourself outside specifically or even indoors you know you can go in you can breathe the air that others are breathing and i must say as a texan i didn't always wear my mask on my face and i i never got covid as far as i know you know so like i feel very blessed in that aspect but also i feel like we have become a society that is infiltrated with fears and delusions and things that have been programmed into us and now it's part of deprogramming people and that's going to be the biggest challenge going forward in the next two to three years there's going to still be people that you see with masks and pushing the mask policies um and eventually you have to ask yourself what is too much insanity like what is enough when is it enough and i think that's going to be something that we'll see a lot of people uprising and fighting for so i want to thank you again for listening to another episode of tea with spirit i'm i'm done ranting sorry went in a tangent but i hope i covered some um different topics on you know protection tools for you if you're an empath and i hope that you also are paying attention to what is happening in our country um, and take a stand specifically when 2022 and 2024 we need to definitely take back the white house we need to take back um, those positions in office and fight 
as hard as we can as Republicans to have those seats. So I want to thank you once again if you are tuning in. If you'd like to um, subscribe to this podcast, be sure to subscribe. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Psychic Medium Ray. And follow me on YouTube if you don't. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, And all these links are listed in the bottom of uh, or below this podcast. Um, Once again, many blessings and love and light. And have an amazing day or night wherever you are in the world. Bye.